Day 46. We chartered a boat and took to the sea after the IRS audited Kyle over his wild cryptocurrency trading. I watched Kyle now, his hands on the railing overlooking the sea, gazing back westward, back home, and wonder what he's thinking. <sighs> Who the fuck ate all my Cheetos? I just tried to make the and best also, of- oh. did anyone hear that fart? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted your thoughts. Okay. No worries. <laughs> I'm going to try to make the best of it. <laughs> He's trying to start a new life as a shrimp fisherman. I turn and watch him now as he pulls the net out and pours his bounty across the ship's deck. And I wonder what he's thinking. Would have thought I'd long the days of that Chinese re-education camp. Brooks has grown his hair out, tied the ends of his pants, and settled into a wheelchair. I watch him now as he challenges God to bring forth a mighty storm and wonder if he's scared at heart. Well, Mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Was that that the right character? That was the right character, yes. (laughs) Okay. Sure. He's always talking about the chocolates. Um, Yeah. Thank you for that. You're listening to What's in the Box, the Xbox News Reviews, Theories, and Conspiracies podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh Hutton, and today on the show, we're going hands-on with Project xCloud, Microsoft's game streaming service, and we'll also be discussing our impressions of the Bleeding Edge beta. But before we get to those tasty treats, a bit of news. Hunter, I'm going to toss it to you first. So uh, a staple of the E3 um convention that we get just a deluge of video game news every year in june one of the main figureheads of that is uh sitting out this year why don't you tell us a little bit more about it he's had jeff Kaylee. it's Kaylee, right not keely keely yeah i don't jeff know keely. it's it's kegel keely okay. i think it's pronounced kegels girl most people think kegling is just for women but a man can do it too doing it right now I'm keep also tight. doing it right now. Got to keep it tight. For Poppy. Uh, <laughs> so Jeff Keeley, he spells it with a G, so you know he comes from money. Has uh, <laughs> That's right. Stood, That's he right. stood down. He's not going to be at E3 this year. He basically said he thinks E3 needs to become more global and digital. And that's... That's basically the end of it. Some people on Twitter that he said that he announced that on Twitter, and I think he did an actual press release, maybe too. Maybe it wasn't just on Twitter, but some people were quizzing him a little bit about it on Twitter and asked if it was about money and stuff like that. He said we didn't even get that far, so it's not particularly clear why uh, he won't be there exactly. But um, shortly after his announcement, uh, the ESA that puts on E3. Uh, in their press release, said that they will feature special guest gamers, celebrities, and digital programming on the show floor while connecting with global audiences through extended live streaming, uh, blah, blah, blah. So it basically sounds like they're going towards more digital platforming and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't really know. It seems kind of weird. I mean, he's been around for 25 years since it started. And he did the Coliseum, right, where he, he did uh, interviews with all manner of people, stuff like that. But... He's not. It doesn't look like he's going to be doing his own, own coliseum separate from that or anything like. Like it, it's. I don't know. Still seems pretty early. It's not clear what's going on there. If it's not clear if he's going to go to one of these other events or what. But he will not be at E3 this year. It's very odd. I mean, I feel like they've been 
becoming more global and digital as it is. So I don't know. I'm with you because I I do think they've done a pretty good job of on those fronts, but like the ESA is such a weird group because they not only do E3, they're also like the big lobby group for the video game industry. Not only are they the big lobby group for the big video game industry, they're also the same people that rate video games. E for everyone, T for teen, M for mature. They do all of this shit. And they keep having a very strained relationship with a lot of the major players, uh, particularly Nintendo and Sony have butted heads with them quite a bit over the last couple of years. Yeah. Oh, that and makes Sony sense. hasn't been in it. They weren't in E3 last year. They're not going to be in E3 again this year. Uh, they're doing that. their own thing. Okay. Nintendo last year just sent basically like a, uh, an edited presentation to be sh- shown, uh, but they right. did not have like a proper stage presence. Um, and I don't know what they're doing this year. Say is basically it. the man of the game industry, like over Sony and Microsoft and everything like there. And everybody seems to be not wanting less and less to do with them. Cause everybody else just seems like, well, fuck, we'll just do our own thing. Like, why yeah. do we got to go here and play by E3's rules? Fuck. We'll just put on our own Sony show the same week and fuck them, you know? Yeah. And, and you have to look at it like in terms of like their, how much money it would cost to show there and all that kind of stuff. You could just, put a post on your site, you know, like, like everybody's going to pick it up. If Sony, you know, I mean, you're going to get the same coverage from any outlet and stuff, whether you're there or not. Um, and so I, I think that's kind of becoming more of a reality too. But I, I do think like just kind of the ceremony of it, the, I always look forward to E3. I think it's fun to get just the, Agreed. the flood of, of information in that kind of one concentrated moment and just all the weirdness like you know keanu reeves talking cyberpunk (laughs) or the fallout 76 (laughs) people talking about putting a fucking battle royale in (laughs) you know there's really good moments come out of this because game developers yeah up with the nice cars yeah that part is always cool but like it's it Something is really fun about watching game developers squirm because they're not particularly great at um, press conferences. So, um, <laughs> nope. Yeah, as that becomes less and less of a thing, I'm going to get real sad. Uh, yeah, super strange. Uh, Jeff Keighley is also the same guy that does game awards uh, every year, which I think is becoming more and more like reputable. And um, last year's was was pretty good and showed off a lot of things, including the Xbox Series X. So, I mean, his own baby is kind of becoming its own marquee event. Um, And so it's probably fine for him to just own that and let E3 kind of become its own animal. But um, anywho, we'll we'll ramble on here. So speaking of the Series X, Brooks, a game and service game that we enjoy on the podcast here that will be available at launch for the next gen of consoles. Tell us about it. Yeah, it's super exciting um, if you like games that are already out. <laughs> Woo! You know, it's like chocolate milk. It's good, but it's not going to change. Oh. I mean, there are it's, a lot of factors that go into chocolate milk. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, no, um, so Ubisoft, Ubisoft, we be soft. Uh, we all soft out here in this world. If you can't. <laughs> If you can't love me at my hardest, you don't deserve me at my soft. Ah, uh, you fucking did right, it. Dude. <laughs> I wanted to do it, but you did it. That's my that's my Ooh. new tagline. Um, yeah, you drew that one out too long. 
Yeah, yeah. we've been on dating apps hot and heavy over the last week, that. and uh, we've <laughs> yeah, been throwing right. that one out, Ooh. hook, line, and sinker. It's, <laughs> it's really working well. Yeah. Well, um, you know, my love language is uh, releasing Rainbow Six Siege for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Yeah, that's your love language. Uh, yeah, that's my love language. That I, and I thought quality, it was quality, quality time. It's quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation. It's a box of chocolates. Uh, margaritas, tacos, um, quoting The Office. Yeah. Uh, I can probably quote it more than you. I, sure, There's sure. not a girl out there that loves The Office as much as I do. Hiking in there. Um, I could take it or leave it, but I Did do you want mention your dog honest. or your dog's uh, name? Well, if I like you, you'll get to meet my dog. Oh, so, okay. What about um, Jesus? <laughs> you'll know. So, this, uh, you'll know when you meet Pebbles. <laughs> Don't tell yeah. him what his name is. Uh, so this is from Chris Priestman, um, who is a game writer for IGN and not a priest. Uh, you don't know that. You don't sure. know that. Uh, it's, 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 <laughs> you don't know that. So uh, we'll try to verify uh, next week whether or not he is actually a priest man. That's right. Uh, so Roy <laughs> de Laval, um, something like that. I don't fucking know. Uh, came out and said right at the end of the Rainbow Six uh, Invitational, the 2020 playoffs in Quebec that they're going to release the game. Um, they're trying to push it and release it at the same time as the consoles release, the new generation of consoles. Um, so you can still play with your friends on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Um, not a lot said if it's going to be a graphical overhaul, um, anything like that, but it, it does look like they're they're just kind of in the long haul with this one. Um, and it's going to be a game that gets continued to support. They talked a little bit too about uh, they're going to be releasing. Um, they address why they're going to be releasing only one operator per season instead of the usual two from you know year five, season three, and beyond. Um, and they talk about you know the quote is when we look at the amount of stuff that the team can work on today, there's no doubt that this is the right choice to go into the future with full confidence for Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, so it's allowing them to do a lot of things. Uh, you know, focus around core gameplay philosophy. They're able to dive deeper into those aspects. Um, allowing them to polish a little bit more of their operators. Um, you know, they talked about they're going to be able to polish the operators that they're bringing into the roster of 50 plus um, already. That So, you know, it, if you like the game, it's cool. Um, but it just doesn't seem like big news. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it seems like they need to... Somebody needs to set like the standard of what's about to happen. And I don't know how licensing and all that kind of stuff plays into the console switch that's about to happen. But I think all your free to play games are probably in the best situation because they don't have to worry about losing a potential player base. But you know, how many people are going to buy this game twice? Grand Theft Auto ran into the same thing. Luckily it did fine. We'll get more to that in a second. But, yeah, it's about to uh, mention that one. It's a good call. Um, but Racing a lot of times it, it just totally shoots them in the foot. And whenever you try to do the cross gen thing and try to get people to buy your game a second time, and if particularly if it's game of service, um, I think Rainbow Six will be fine. It has a dedicated player base, but I think they should get out in front and set the standard. Hey, 
if yeah. you bought it, it's oh. going to come with you, and you're going to have the operators you bought and all that kind of stuff. If all the mm-hmm. content comes forward and we're doing a graphics overhaul, I think they shouldn't worry about – one thing I'm worried about on these games that are going to be compatible with <clears throat> so like a Series X or a PS5 game that's compatible with PS4 and Xbox One. I'm afraid they're going to like cap the frames at 30 or 60, whatever that game runs at on PS4 and Xbox One. They're going to try to like limit the experience in a way that I think is could hamper people actually wanting to upgrade. I, I realize that people that have the stronger machine would be an advantage, but for the whole thing to move forward, I think they've just got to maximize, you know, how how good that game can look, the fidelity, the frames on, on the new consoles. Agreed. Especially for peons like me that still has the iPhone 6. Yes. Instead of the hot new thing. Yes. Well, you can't use cell phones in prison, Kyle. So... I'm not in prison. You. I'm on a boat. Which, well, yeah, I guess yeah. I can't use it on a boat either. So I'm not sure that's the worst. It's called the brig. It's a satellite phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kyle, what do you tell us about GTA's uh, latest milestone? They once again are still in the top five of best selling games. They have now reached 120 million. Ooh. This is crazy. Uh, the list, they have the list here in this article, which is. Forbes, once again, from Mr. Paul Tassie. Paul Tassie and I are not dating, by the way. That's good. He seems like an idiot in this article. Well, I mean... <laughs> what the call his, 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 love language, his love language is words of affirmation, so I don't think you talking bad about him is, is very nice. <laughs> well, he's just like, how is this game successful? I've been wondering this for years. I wonder the, the same thing. No, you're not. I am. Anybody with common sense could know why by now. Oh. Tits in a strip club for all your perverts. You can do all these <laughs> drug companies for the guys who like to get wild. And then you can just get laid back because it's some nice scenery for the people that just like to cruise around. Okay. Wow, you put Pitch. that very succinctly. I mean, casino, the the casino yeah. for the gamblers now. So, yeah. You know, they've got them covered. So it appeals to all of our vices. Anyone? Yeah, if you've got a vice, it's the game for you. Okay. I feel okay. like anytime Kyle's on an elevator, he gives this pitch. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> if you're a pervert <laughs> or a drug dealer or just my first round, and he's just got this elevator pitch, and that's why their sales are so high. Yeah. Everyone's going to confuse me as for an MLM, but it's just for GTA. <laughs> You you just had that loaded so so quick that it was so good, yeah, yeah, well, and yeah, accurate. I gotta, I mean, I gotta prep for these these podcasts here. Gotta have sure. some ammo. You're a true professional. Sure. <laughs> yeah. What well, a, anyway? How high ahead is it from like the fourth place game? I was about so to say. Yeah, I was gonna go down the list here. Real quick. Yeah, give us you the know, top you've got, five. You've got Minecraft number one, hundred eighty mil. Yeah, Tetris number two, 170 mil. GTA, of course, third. Uh, four is Wii Sports at 82 million, 880,000. Shit. So, uh, that's a pretty big gap. It's just bending them over and slapping them in the ass. Wii Sports is in the top five. Frankly, any Wii game. Yeah. Up. You know what I'm saying? Like Mario yeah, Kart. I was actually pretty surprised nine. by that. Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, it just, it just of is. all 
all the games everywhere. Like it beat Pokemon Red, mm-hmm. Blue, like the original Pokemon. I don't yeah. know. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, it's pretty crazy too when you think it's about nice. the devices because both Minecraft and Tetris would be available on like everything. Mm-hmm. Like mobile right. devices, tablets, you know, yeah. and GTA while it's on PC and the major consoles, and it's not on the mobile market. It's just recently on PC, so like a lot of mm-hmm. that beforehand was purely console. Sure. Yeah. God wow. love them. I mean, they're they're close. Yeah. I mean, they're they're pushing. They are. I mean, just recently, you know, that two million dollar yeah. giveaway that was like forty bucks worth of shark cards if you were to buy it separately, you know. So. All right. They're still putting stuff out for the regular players. Over the last week, there was um, an announcement by Square Enix um, that finally showed off gameplay of their game Outriders, which comes out this holiday. It will be available um, for the next-gen consoles as well as current-gen Outriders. And this game is developed by People Can Fly, who made Bulletstorm and Gears of War Judgment. And... Uh, this game looks m- like a mix between The Division and Destiny in the sense that it is cover-based, uh, it's third-person, but has powers like Destiny and stuff. And the, and, and kind of the heft and the, of the shooting and all that kind of stuff does look more like Gears or Bulletstorm. And it is not going to be a live-service game. This is just going to be kind of a, a, a standard release. Uh, it does have an end-game, but they didn't really go into detail of what that would look like. Uh, some of the powers looked really neat. Uh, there was one character that could like kind of manipulate time. Um, that one looked pretty cool, looked different than anything I'd seen in a game before as far as uh, just the visual effects. Because um, you kind of like would make like a bubble or whatever, and everybody in that bubble was moving really slow, and you could teleport around and stuff like that. Um, it, it looked sharp. Uh, the story beats that they showed off looked pretty cheesy, looked in that same vein of Gears Judgment and Bulletstorm. Didn't really look super engaging. But uh, here's another loot shooter that won't last very long <laughs> for everybody that's into that. Um, Boom. Yeah. I don't know. It, it looks fine. I, I'm sure it will be a moderate success. This is going to be it. This is another year. It's like so many people that Marvel games getting into the loot deal. The Marvel Avengers, this one. Uh, there's still the Halo Infinite rumors that it'll be based on kind of a loot shooter environment. What? That's the rumor. I've been on a boat. What? What? Halo Infinite? Oh, uh, dear. Oh, God. Oh, dear. See, if you like, I'm looking, I'm sitting here looking at some of this uh, artwork from other screenshots mm-hmm. of sorts from this game. And if sure. I didn't know better, I'd be like, oh, this is the next season of Destiny. Like, this is the armor <laughs> for next season. Yeah. You yes, know what I'm saying? On the design stuff. And it's a three-person fire team, and it's very much set in, like, a tank warlock hunter. Like, the roles are the same vibe. Good oh. luck, Outriders. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good luck. That was the worst gears all of them yes hands down bullet storm was kitschy like it, it was fun for uh about 30 minutes I, it, like it doesn't look bad i just don't think like it's space gonna, for it yeah there's no like, space for it it doesn't look bad which i think is like we keep running into games like this we're going to talk about more games like that tonight <laughs> yeah, there's no room for this shit 
Um, <laughs> games that were fun for 30 minutes, Josh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ghost Recon, Brickpoint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brooks and I played a bit of this, and, and I've, I've been talking for a bit. Brooks, what, what are your initial impressions of, of this game? Uh, yeah, it's good. You know, uh, the, the, the track was, was good. Had to warm the tires up first, you know? Um, so once we got around about lap 36 though, uh, things just kind of fell apart. Um, you know, the, the controls weren't bad. Uh, the animations were horrible. Um, felt like there wasn't much to do, uh, that wasn't, uh, fantastically boring. Um, it just, uh, just, it just wasn't good. I don't know how else to say it. It was just, uh, it was bad, but you know, we got through, we got through the race and, uh, you know, give it all to God. Ooh, uh, praise Jesus. And, you know, we'll see what comes next from, uh, Ubisoft, Ubisoft, Weebisoft. Um, we'll see. If you can't <laughs> handle me at my hardest, you don't deserve me at my softest. God, can that be their tagline? <laughs> Who be now? Montreal? <laughs> if you can't handle, if you can't handle us at our, you don't deserve us at our softest. Ubisoft Montreal, bookworm on the streets, slithering in the sheets. <laughs> you can't handle that. We're gonna break. Oh man! No, it was uh, it wasn't good. So man, oh, man. I didn't play a whole lot of it, but it just it wasn't. Uh, I, I mean it. The map wasn't unique. Uh, the loot, the loot seems kind of convoluted. The crafting seems dumb and pointless. Yeah, um, there just doesn't seem to be much meat to it, um, as far as anything that really keeps you entertained. Um, yeah, it was, it, there were a couple fun moments, like where uh, there's one part where we drove up this compound in this APC, and I was on the turret, and Josh jumped out and tried to get on this other turret, but I blew it up right as he's getting on, and it killed him. And like that's yeah, that fun. was pretty. That was pretty fun. But I can do that in PUBG. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's no point in playing some <laughs> shitty fucking. Nah. Yeah, it, it's weird to me. Like it, Wildlands was a was a pretty generic game. The Ghost Recon before this one, but the level design was at least like you felt like you were in a place. <laughs> this game is so like, here's some icy mountains. Here's some jungle. Here's some like, but like the still has no identity it's too much of a gumbo to make you feel like oh i'm in an actual place um and there's nothing where you're like you're flying over the map and you're like what the hell is that like wildlands there was like some statues and like large churches and stuff that would like kind of catch your eye it would look like actual landmarks within the game and there's nothing here that distinguishes one area from another in any kind of awe-inspired way and then I agree with you on the the loot system is totally pointless. Like I don't understand why it has like a numbers based division style like gear score on guns. You're just trading them out frequently because you level up pretty quickly. And there's not massive differences, at least early game, in what you're trading out. The crafting is pointless, like you said. Um, I don't know. It, it just it feels like a game of just like a lot of overlapping systems and not actual like fun or gameplay focused game, which is is, is a bummer. I, I I still think those games like just having a co op game where you can hop in with three buddies uh, and they give you enough tools to just do stupid shit with the right group of people. Those games can always be fun, and so I, I still like don't regret buying it and stuff. I mean, like it's like a. It's a it's a good fuck around game, but it's not something that I would play on my own or 
want to sink a bunch of time into. Um, also, the the like when you're the quests and stuff wouldn't automatically update for the people in your group. So like I would be on a certain task and it wouldn't update for Brooks. And so Brooks would have like markers and stuff set to whatever quest he was on, but it wouldn't update to whatever I was on, even though it was a party leader. So we would constantly be in this tug of war of where we were supposed to be going. <laughs> and that was not great. Um, yeah. Especially when I was already heading the opposite direction anyways. <laughs> you know, right. right. Cause I'm a rebel without a cause. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My love, is, uh, my love language is physical touch. Uh, yeah. As well is as that... tacos and margaritas. It's tacos and margaritas. Josh, shut up yeah. and listen. Okay, well, um, okay. I have a question. Just uh, what kind of tacos? That's fine, but street tacos, Kyle. Fucking Christ. I, what I kind just, of street tacos? This is I mean, I, is it a corn I, tortilla? Or? If it's, no. Yeah. yeah no, if you're a flour tortilla, man, that's going to be a big... No, no, for a bunch of people, probably. Okay, well, swipe left then, okay? Because I don't need you. I have all eight <laughs> Harry Potter movies anyway. So. Oh, my God. Okay. That's a good accolade. Are you done, Brooks? <laughs> yeah, what's your question? Yeah, on, <laughs> on your love language, uh, being physical touch, is that um, just people touching you? Um, is it just you touching people? Uh, is it a little call me, a little call me? Um, you know, is it being touched little, by God? It's a it's mm. a little a column A, a little column a B, a little column C. Um, and if you play your cards right and swipe right, maybe a little bit of column D. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, I'm a oh. Gryffindor. Um, yeah. I'm a Gryffindor, Obviously. but uh, yeah, outwardly you might think I'm a Slytherin. Um, oh, not a the case. Angels won't like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's suck X Cloud here. Uh, this is the game streaming platform for Microsoft. This is where um, you can load up their library of games that are available. This is currently in beta test. Uh, you can play it on iOS and Android devices at the moment, and you can sign up on the xCloud preview site to get access to it. Well, some uh, people can. Some people can. It doesn't like Brooks. At all. For some reason. Yeah. Um, I heard this task was optional, so I didn't try. Yeah, it was an optional task. You're totally good. Uh, brownie points, Kyle. I yeah. like a man who's honest and transparent. Hunter, did you get a chance to mess with that? That's good. It's on my bio. <laughs> I did. I got into um, some Civ Six a little bit. Hell yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I tried it initially when I first got into the program, and I had... It, the frame rates were shit, man. I couldn't do anything. And then I test my internet and I was at like 20 megabytes a second, which explained everything. Uh, but when, when I'm around a hundred, I like for like Civ six, I didn't have any problems at all. You know, I didn't have any problems on, uh, I shouldn't have done master chief collection because you can, cause I've got Android. You play a shitload more on there. I shouldn't have done halo. I should have tried some other ones because you could play halo and like on the campaign and stuff. There's no problem. Like it was, it'd be a lot of fun. You know, the only problem is you got to carry your damn controller around when you're Rome. If you're going to play it out, you know what I'm saying? Because part of the appeal of it is that you can stream these when you're not at the house, right? You don't have to have your TV and your console, but you still got to carry the controller around. Right. But, uh, you know, but yeah, I, I didn't have, have any major frame rate drops whenever my internet was was around 100 megabits a second i didn't do any multiplayer i know you tried some of the multiplayer 
yes. uh, from a PvP. Yeah, and so real quick, the on the controllers, so it has to be a Bluetooth compatible one. I think the early Xbox controllers are not. So if you have um, one that launched with the consoles, it might not be able to sync up to your phone. I'm trying to think of when that switched. Yeah, all the controller, all the new ones work except for the Elite Two uh, on iOS. It works on Android, but it doesn't work on iOS, and that's just something they haven't updated yet on their end. As far as playing it, like you said, the campaign in Master Chief Collection felt pretty good. Um, there was still like a margin of input lag on the controller um, that was noticeable, but it wasn't like you couldn't play it. It was it was very slight. All right. Um, and then when I got into PvP, everything ran well. And I was super impressed, like, the whole time with just load times and stuff. I mean, these are games like Master Chief Collection. It's like a 100-gig download, you know. And I'm just streaming it. I hop into it immediately. I'm not having to download anything. I'm hitting, you know, I'm getting right into a match. I'm playing. I played a Halo 3 game online. And the only thing I say about PvP, and I, I just don't imagine many people would be using this setup for a PvP environment, but I wanted to test it. The thing is, it felt like early Xbox Live, like if you're playing Gears 2 or the old Ghost Recons or something where you had to anticipate where people would be at in a second, not not where they're at on your screen right now, but you had to kind of lead <laughs> and kind of fight the connection you had to the game and, and kind of lead into their strafe and stuff and, and shoot ahead of them. And, and that's the same thing I kind of had to do to do anything in there. So um, I, I just kind of had to adjust play style and try to find that. What is that? Is it the gravity hammer? Whatever the hell that thing is. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just yeah. fought up for that like over and over again because that didn't require any precision. And I just, that was my tactic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I honestly was super impressed with it. Like I, I think Stadia is like kind of super fucked when this goes live because this is going to have a great library. It performs well. Um, it already has like a player base as far as, you know, the console user, the Xbox user and people that use the Microsoft like Game Pass on PC, which is a lot of people as well. I, I, man, they're, they're going to have a lot of success with it. I think I was, I was super impressed ultimately. It's just, uh, just going to have some little kinks to work out once you've got, uh, and internet's getting better everywhere, right? Yeah. Like if, if you can, if you can do it with a hundred megabytes a second, there's, a lot of places in the rural areas where you're not going to be able to get that in it. Sure. That's the main downside. But but it's it's getting better. And once once that becomes the standard, um, you're not going to have any problems. I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see how how far this goes. This this kind of of gaming goes. Sure. You know. I I guess the only negative I, I forgot to mention, like it. Every once in a while, I'd have like a frame freeze. And I don't really want to call it like a drop or something. I mean, I guess it probably technically is. But it was it was so brief. Like, I almost hate to say it because it, it didn't impact gameplay really at all. And I really only noticed it when I was playing PvP. But it just kind of felt like a slight hiccup. And I mean, like, it was noticeable, but it wasn't really like negatively impacting how it was playing. It's just like it would stall for not even a full second, but it... it it just kind of broke that smoothness that you're experiencing. Um, but that was the only like negative thing I really noticed in the quality of it. But I did notice a lot of negative things about the bleeding edge beta that we hopped into. Over the weekend. Oh yeah. 
Uh, Bleeding Edge is developed by Ninja Theory and published by Xbox Game Studios. This is a 4v4 hero game utilizing melee combat and third person. It's got support, DPS, tank classes, um, a la Overwatch, and it has like a mount system from getting from point A to point B, kind of like Paladins or Realm Royale. Um, but it's its biggest inspiration is certainly Overwatch. Kyle, I'm going to start with you. Shoot. What what type of character did you play as in the, the beta? <clears throat> I was going to go with that main uh, main guy with what, like a bat, a pipe. I can't remember what he had. But uh, somebody had taken him, so I went with the guitar hero. Oh, yeah, yeah. Zombie dude. And he, he wasn't too bad. He was, he was kind of fun. He was he like a that, DPS that, guy, right? He had that special, yeah, you could, you could uh, like an area of effect with like his guitar. Sure. Shredding. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. What did you think about just like the the speed of the game, the time to kill, kind of the overall flow of it? I mean, it felt pretty good that way. I mean, I was able to get back to the fight. Uh, Respawn's a little, little long, but after that, sure. it was easy to get back to the fight. And, you know, I got a decent bit of kills, so it's not like that was super hard. Hunter, did you feel the same way on on the speed of the game? No, uh, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty slow. I mean, every character is like some kind of vehicle type thing. You, there's a mount up uh, ability, ability, not the right word, function maybe. And so everybody has some kind of little vehicle, and you can get back to the game, I guess, relatively quick. But I thought it was. I thought it was really slow paced, but without any of the character of like overwatch because overwatch is a pretty slow paced game uh mm-hmm. comparatively right to some of the other first person shooters any of them really but uh i don't know i felt like i was moving through jello the whole time i felt like my character was slow and uh com- yeah and you I, the characters i, I, I play handball i did some healers and the characters i use in overwatch are always slow so maybe that's why yeah, i didn't notice sure. much of a change Sure. And and you were talking to me, Hunter, about just like the melee combat um, and how it felt. What did you not like about it? What do you think could improve it? it it's terribly imprecise. Like, ter- like, it just feels like you go in and everybody meets in the middle since everybody, it's melee focused, right? So everybody is doing the same thing. So it turns into you have to take out the other team's healer. And then every, all the other six remaining people, assuming the other two healers are out, right? You just meet in the middle and you're just swinging away. Like there's no dodge functions. Like there's an evade, right? But there are block mm-hmm. functions. There's no blocking any hits. So it just seems like like a fifth grade fist fight, right? Everybody just gets in and <laughs> just swinging wildly until somebody connects with something or doesn't, right? And then you just, you just keel over. Like there's no yeah. – like the kills weren't – like even when I would get the finishing hit on – like the kills were not satisfying in any sense of the word, like, I don't know. It felt, uh, it just felt cumbersome. The whole, the whole game. Yeah. Did. I agree with that. Main yeah. deal. Like, no, no part of the game was satisfying to me. Like you go in, when you get kills, great. Like you go in and get three or four kills. Sweet. We wipe the team out, but it's just like, eh. yeah, it's just, it just, mm-hmm. just felt kind of yeah, bland. Yeah. was like bland. The, it really wasn't yeah. a whole lot going on with it. Yeah. Before you get to the point that like the game modes were not, 
not explained very well. Yeah, that like was the goals of the game mode you were playing is like what the fuck is yeah, happening here? But the good news is the matches last like an hour and a half. Yeah. So you have plenty <laughs> of time to try to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. The matches are way too long in that. Like mm-hmm. so it's just like you have slow movement, slow combat, and slow match. Like everything's just like, oh my goodness, is this is this over? I think one thing for me, like on talking about just like the satisfaction of playing it. I'm not like the biggest fan of, of this like hero shooter, just hero team based thing in, in general, but I, with Overwatch, you can still appreciate a good play and a good play can be like, wow, that was awesome. Right. Whenever people put all their, their tricks together and made one kind of wacky thing happen, it's cool. Like you see the synergy and you're like, oh damn, that was really awesome. That team works well together. And this game, like, even if you're doing the things you're supposed to do, there's not really those aha moments of, wow, that really came together and we just thrashed them. It's it's still too slow <laughs> to have those moments they were. Well, and like the there's ultimates even. Like each character has an ultimate, but like they're kinda they're kinda bland too. You know, like you're all yeah, like yeah. I understand the point of not having an ultimate that is like the end all, right? Like you don't want every ultimate to wipe out every character each time you use it. But like, there's a line in there somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Where like one of the ultimates, it gives you like 50% better attack and that's neat, but you can't tell how much damage you're doing or if you got the kill or yeah. if you're what you're right. And Like, I don't know, man, it, the, one of the most fun characters for me to play. And I use that term pretty loosely was the, the easiest healer to use. And his healing yeah. beam just locks onto one of your teammates. Like you just hit yeah. Y, I think it was. And it's just a constant beam that just locks on. And you just float around. And you're basically just trying not to get hit. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, oh, this is fun for like 15 seconds. But like that character has a ranged fire where you can uh, where you can shoot at the, other, at the other team. But you have to be within like 10 paces. So like it's a really close range still. It's not it's – not, out of balance, I suppose, as far as that goes, but just nothing about it seemed was very satisfying to me. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get kind of broad here, but like on successful games, the developers are either like curators or they're innovators in the sense that they take something that's well established and they refine it, or they create something that feels very unique and special. Both are equally right. challenging and 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 tough, but. Um, like, like Overwatch is the classic example of, of a more like curated experience where it's like, okay, we took the ideas Valve had in Team Fortress of a hero shooter and we refined it, improved it, made it a more modern feeling game. Um, and so much character. Yeah. And, and when you're competing against that in the marketplace, you've got to you've got to refine it more or you've got to innovate on it. And they haven't done either of those things. And so that to me, like that means I probably don't want to play it to other consumers like the, that might be looking for something. This may have a, a, an appeal to them. I, I don't know what people want. I can't imagine anybody that loves. Yeah. Like I can't see anybody that, that loves the hero, shooters, but doesn't like overwatch. And like, oh right. my god, this is what I'm waiting for. Yes. You know, like people that really enjoy, well, like, fuck it, I'll just go play Overwatch. Like, that game is yeah. way more satisfying, you know? Yeah. And so, like, you're not going to get me into hero shooters with Bleeding Edge any more than I already am. You know, I, I enjoy Overwatch. Yeah. It's just not one of my main my main squeezes. Uh, 
but like I don't know who you're marketing this to because it seems like a step back and everything. Yeah. Like, even the characters, well, they're really like they're they're relatively interesting, but like they just seem like um the rest of the block from Junkrat's hood. You know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. seem like <laughs> what was that Buttercup? Like one? they seem oh, like Mad so Max, cringeworthy, dude. Yeah, yeah, she was thick, bro, with two C's. Just mm-hmm. cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The voicing. Uh, I don't know, man. I was trying to find something good, like better to say about it, but like I, I don't know. The game mode, maybe that, maybe that's it. Like the game mode with the nodes. If that had been explained, like I don't, mm-hmm, I sure. can't recall another game mode that was similar to that one. They're very similar, anyways. Right. Um, but like it wasn't explained very well, and even if you really enjoy that kind of game mode, if the game is shite, then you're not going to play it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. I the only thing I can kind of think is like what the strategy with this game is, is it's made by the same people that are doing that Sinua's um, Sacrifice series, and the second one will be a launch game for Series X. Is like maybe Xbox was like, hey, we're going to publish both these games. Um, we need you to make some sort of life service game that's going to make us money and help kind of lead up to your next game or whatever, you know? Like, I don't know if it was just kind of a a deal where they wanted them to make something multiplayer focused or um, something that could generate revenue over time and, and versus just a single player campaign type game. Right. Um, I don't know. Fail. Cause it, it does feel like it's, it's mm-hmm. a budget game in a lot of ways. Like it just doesn't feel yeah. man. Like it's some, some things are nice, but like, like the color palette I think is fine. The yeah. music in the menu and stuff is nice enough. Like kind of, it's not as good as Rocket League, but it's kind of that same vein that it's trying to appeal to, of just kind of warm colors, warm music. Um, right. But Could have been yeah. a better name. <laughs> Bleeding Edge doesn't really capture the, the, slow, the slowness of it, like, <laughs> yeah. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I bleeding expect, out would I be expect a, better... a game <laughs> on Bleeding Edge. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, nailed it, <laughs> nailed it. One of these days, yeah. I'll find a game that I don't just am just a complete curmudgeon about, but yeah, that mm, we were because I feel like every game, game reviewed, I'm just like, Bleh, you know. But maybe I'm maybe I'm a shit critic. I don't know. No, Cyberpunk's just but this not one definitely yet. is not going to be the right. Um, ruin it just to be a contrarian. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come to your house, Brooks, and delete it until you can't play it because it's shite. This is for your oh, own man. good. Yeah, I won't well, do that. That's probably that's just life for you. Oh. Live in the south. I'd probably get <laughs> shot. Uh, well, I think that's the, the episode. Yeah. Uh, Brooks, why don't you tell the good folks at home what's in the box? Well, Josh, in the box this week we have a little beta of our own. Especially oh, cool. for those of you that might be, I don't know, lonely, bored out there on a boat trip <laughs> yourself. It's the new dating app from What's in the Box, and it's called <laughs> Swipe on the Box. You can swipe on every box you see. <laughs> you can be selective on the boxes you swipe on. But there's a box out there for everyone, and it's time you get swiping. Aww. <laughs> swipe Some on have the holes. Box. Others have tape. Did you, oh, what no. I, did you what I did you did you get do you understand what I mean about box? Is is that a euphemism of some sort? Yeah, it means vagina. Oh. 
Game on, boxers. Ah!